Yo, you're listening to Two Not-So-Rad Dads, a weekly podcast about two dads who live on the same block and all the shit they deal with on a daily basis. This week, Billy will not be with us. He is having a sixth toe removed, and we wish him all the best. This is the second time he's gone in for this operation, so we're hoping it works out this time. Uh, Last time, the doctors took the wrong toe, and then they had to put it back on. And it was like this whole ordeal. And so um, we wish him really all the best. Ask him about it. He'll tell you. Heal up, buddy. I know you will. You know why? Because I told you so. All right. With that, we'll get into sponsor talk. This week's show is brought to you by a new lifestyle choice I'm taking on. I'm talking meditation. Now, guys, some of you might have heard your wives or coworkers talk about doing this and you thought it was weird. But hear me out. I've been doing it for 31 straight days now. And let me tell you, I can totally see the difference. I feel like I'm gaining wealth from it. Not to mention all the time I'm now getting for myself. It makes you feel strong-willed and you can really focus in on what's important. Silence. It's not changed how I interact. It's now changed how I interact with my kids. Now, when my kids are screaming at me because they can't hit the continue watching button on the TV without the remote I hit on top of the bookshelf, I don't even miss a breath as I completely ignore them while in a dark room with only candlelight on. The first few days of it were hard, I will admit, but then you just get to that fifth or sixth day where you just don't give a fuck anymore and you can totally zone them out as they punch each other in the crotch while the dogs are barking up a storm. So dads, jump on this one today. If you need to find yourself and really focus on what's important, silence, use discount code finally some fucking silence at checkout to receive free shipping while supplies last. All right, let's get on to the show. We are here with the inhale duction. I am sipping on some of my uh, MCT oil again in a nice shot of espresso. I also smoked some of that homegrown weed that I had, the golden pineapple. It actually must have had a seed in it because it totally popped in my face right before the show. Thought that was a good sign. Um, so not too much more to share. And with that, we'll bring on our special guest. Today we have Jeff P., one of my favorite artists and tattoo artists. I've known this guy for a really long time. Jeff, you're an amazing human being. Welcome to the show. Thank you. That was a hell of an intro. Pulling <laughs> <laughs> out for your co-host uh, toe over here. Yeah, yeah. It's you know. Um, so he's got six toes, and he wanted to get one removed um, so that he could wear these ninja shoes he's actually not getting the outside six toe removed he's getting the second toe removed and so it's you know it's 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 kind of crazy but he'll 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 be all right i think yeah that sounds good it's a good plan yeah um so jeff you are a father you I am. are super creative Okay. Uh, you have a lot going on. You just opened a tattoo shop, Tattoo Smile, here in Portland. Right. You are a showing artist with painting, some Asian. amazing, <laughs> amazing paintings. Um, why don't you share a little bit more about what you got, got going on right now? Yeah, well, I opened up uh, Tattoo Smile with two other friends uh, last January. So we got about two and a half months in before we had to shut down for COVID. Uh, luckily we had a good land, a great landlord and, uh, he made it a lot easier for us and we're doing really well now. Got a good crew. Um, good. shop's doing great. And, 
but I do have my five-year-old daughter, Juliet, at home all day. Uh, so trying to be productive is difficult. And uh, we, we moved in April to a new house. And so I don't have a painting studio at home right now. Ah. So I haven't been painting in probably a year. Um, That's right. And you were painting in your garage, right? Yeah. Two days a week, I, I was home. Had two full days every week to just paint by myself with no, no distractions, comfortable studio. So now I don't have that. Mm. But I'm at my shop. Theoretically, I'm at my shop five days a week. Um, and then uh, so I don't really have time to be painting at home anyway, but I will be at some point or painting right. at the shop or figuring something out. Right. Now, your wife is working full time, too. So are you kind of like on uh, uh, daddy daycare all day long? Yeah, my wife works from home, which is great. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but she she's upstairs in the office, you know, from eight to three, basically eight to three or four. So she's working full time, and then so I've got the kid Juliet all day, and then typically the way my schedule works now is Liz works all day. Around four o'clock, she comes down. I head to the shop, do an appointment at night, and then come home. Oh, so you're doing you're back on the night appointments. Yeah. Yeah. Actually right now I'm taking a voluntary hiatus though, just cause the new COVID variants were kind of freaking me out. And I just kind of had a yeah. bunch of, had a handful of last minute cancellations for clients that had COVID and, uh, kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I take so yeah, it and reevaluate. Yeah. Well, you got to watch out for yourself and your family. You know, you don't want to be doing a, uh, weird tattoo that like I get, I don't know you, you make good tattoos, but you know, you don't want to be doing some small tattoo and then come home and kill your wife. So I understand. Yeah. Even a good tattoo wouldn't really be worth it. Right. That's true. I, I don't know. There's a couple of good tattoos that I might trade. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, I brought you on today because I wanted to talk about creativity with our kids and like, what mm -hmm. do you do to kind of push creativity at home? Um, I find that my kids kind of fight me on creativity when I try to like introduce it to them or get them to do it. And I have to like step back and just let them yeah. find their own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like, I mean, for, for us, especially like now where we're home all day together, it's a lot of time to fill with different things and like to like so the first thing we have is just have a schedule that like she has input on so we just have all these different cards and she can kind of put them on the schedule in any order so it's like uh you know like breakfast lunch girl on there her rest time is on there but then she's got like art time or projects time which could be anything um outside time she can kind of arrange her day but we just interesting kind of keep us moving and as soon as we get off that schedule, it's just like the day is a mess and we're fighting basically. <laughs> yes. I, I hear you on that. Yes. If you, if, as soon as you interrupt that flow, it could be detrimental. Why don't you tell us more about this schedule? I've seen it at your house when I was there last, but yeah. um, maybe you could share a little bit more about what you do. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's got, um, like I said, it's got all those different kinds of activities. I'm trying to think what else is on there. Um, just like her free play time. Recently, she just added a new card, which is play together. So that's oh. here Liz playing with like, cause she wants to play with us cause she doesn't okay. have any friends to play with right now. Right. Right. She's a bummer. Um, and then she gets to kind of like have some control over her day. She can say like, Oh, I want to do, I'm going to do art first thing. And then I'm like, and she has TV time on there too. 
So she's like, you know, it's always like, where's the TV time? <laughs> <laughs> so is it like Velcro and then like she comes down in the morning yeah, and we sets say, it up or? Yeah. Yeah, so we have okay. breakfast first thing, and then after breakfast, we usually try and jump onto the schedule. Okay. Sometimes That's cool. happen, we don't get to the schedule till later, or we don't ever get to it, but always try okay. when you when you can, yeah. Yeah, because it's it, it that's a noticeable difference for sure. Um, but yeah, but then and like, do you find that she's more like she's more interested in those topics throughout the day when it is on her schedule? As yeah, opposed to if you're just like, all right, let's do science. And it's kind of out of the blue. And she just knows it's common. Like those transitions are kind of, you know, the transitions are always the hardest part. Like right. going from one activity to the next, even if the next activity is something fun, it's just like making, stopping something and starting something else is always where we have trouble. Yeah. And so the schedule is just kind of like, we're just like, look at the schedule. That's now it's time for that. You know, it's just kind of like, mm -hmm. she knows it's coming and, that kind of smooths all that out. That's uh, cool. Yeah. And then like, I mean, like, as far as like pushing the creativity, I think like, I mean, at least Juliet, it's the more you push something, she's just kind of resistant just because you're yes. going to do something. It's no. So it's kind of like, you kind of think you put like, kind of like the seed of an idea in there and you leave the stuff out. <laughs> then, yeah kind of leave the room for a minute. Next thing you know, she's kind of figuring, figuring something out. Um, and if she, I mean, if she like gets into a project and she's working on it, I'll like, we'll kind of like, I'll forget about the schedule and just like, just keep going on that until you're sick of it. Right. Sick okay. And just, you know, changing it up. I mean, I know sometimes it's like, Oh, we need to make a birthday card for a friend or we need to make a thank you card. And like that stuff always gets her drawing and coloring and stuff or, um, yeah, we did. We got some canvases uh, a couple weeks ago for Nico to paint on mm -hmm. and like we did it and it like it was like it was a fun process for him. But I think he just wanted to go through canvases like it was paper. <laughs> and I was like, OK, this isn't how this works. Like I'm trying to like teach him how to like work on his painting and then come back to the, the next day maybe and add some more to it or something. But he's like, no, I don't want to touch it. I got to go on to the next one. Yeah. And I find myself fighting him because I like want him to go back and finish this project. <laughs> and I like, I'm like, no, let's go back to this. And, but then I also don't want to embark on a big new mess of another painting. And yeah. so half the time I catch myself, I'm like, oh my god am i like limiting your creativity because i'm like ah uh, this seems like a hassle and i don't want to deal with it right, right now no totally how do you deal with those moments uh yeah i mean <laughs> so there's definitely like certain paints and stuff that we just throw out because i'm just like that's too much of a headache for me right and, and, you know but it's like if there's something she grasps onto something like that she loves i'll try and do my best to get behind it. And I try not to like shape what she's doing. Cause I feel like, I, 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 like as far as like myself as an artist and like some of the things I'm trying to do, she just does automatically. Like the way that she can just like mark up her paper without thinking about it is so cool. And it's something that is just like completely impossible for someone who has learned specific ways of doing things, right? You know, um, and just has different idea. I have different ideas in my head about 
what is valid or what is acceptable that she just mm-hmm. couldn't care less about. And she's just like, makes these marks. And so I just like, look, I'm just like, and also I can appreciate that I'm her dad and I see things that other parents might not see or other people might not see, but uh, I have a certain envy of like her, her uh, freedom there. And so I really like, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Keep doing. I remember, I remember you were telling me about like how you had some scribble marks on one of your paintings uh-huh. and you were talking about how Juliet had done similar ones and you were like jealous of her marks oh, because yeah. they were so much more free than yours and you couldn't get back. And I was like, that's so funny. Cause I like, look, my kids like scribble all the time and I've never been like, Whoa, those lines are really freeing. I'm always like, why are we coloring it out on the line so much? And yeah. what shape is this? And yeah, totally. that, that stuff doesn't even seem to to worry them and i'm like like you said i'm ruined from art school where it's like well i don't know if this is really conceptually working for you you know and and it's ruined for me pure it's very pure yeah i feel like i mean definitely like i mean that's not all i'm trying to do my paintings but there's i'm trying to have that aspect in it and when i see her do it so naturally i don't i don't want to set up for her you know, because we yeah. just, I mean, like, someone made up all those rules, I guess, you know, about how, you know, how to yeah. paint and how to draw. And I guess there's this is, it, but yeah, I mean, we can get into that conversation of what is a painting and what <laughs> is a drawing, and that could take us down a long road. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I so, try and, we're trying to put the stuff in front of her and, you know, we'll kind of guide it a little bit. Like, we get diff- different family members will send little kits in the mail. Like, we got these, um, little animal felt cutouts and you kind of sew the edges together with yarn and stuff them full of fabric and put on their faces and stuff. And so that's, that, that stuff is pretty directed, you know, but, but she can right. get it the funny thing there, the issue I have is well, anytime we're working on a creative project together is there's a really like narrow um, area where like, on one side of that is whatever she's doing. I just have zero interest in, and it's hard for me to like get into. It. She's into like I don't know if you know Playmobil. Yeah, it's kind of like French Legos, but right. like everything just goes together a certain way. It's not like you have like Legos. I love because they're just like all these pieces. And you can put them together any way you want, make whatever you want. So, but she loves Playmobil. I can't stand it. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and so, like, I can't get into that. But then, like there's the the other end of the spectrum where like the other day we were making a, a rocket ship out of cardboard, like a big one that she could like sit in. Cool. And I took it over. Like, I mean, I was just like, no, you're doing it wrong. Give me that. Here's how we do it. You know, and it's just like, I, then she's not involved. And somewhere in right. the middle, there is a very narrow group of projects that um, are interesting enough for me that she can do. And we can kind of like be, somewhere on the same page <laughs> yes my dad bought me a like f-14 fighter jet model or something yeah. like that when i was a kid and he's like we're gonna build this together i must have been like between five and seven years old and so sure like unless it was a snap together not snap it was it was like fully toxic model right <laughs> like all the stinky shit was involved 
Yeah. It was awesome. But he would be like, all right, let's, uh, why don't you put those two pieces together? And then my little hands are like uh, banging yeah. everything together. And he's like, Oh no, 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 that's not how you do it. And then he would take it and then he would put it together. Like he's and he's, watch me. Right. And before you know it, I'm just like sitting at the table, like leaning on the table and he's like out there pinning the eyelashes on the guy and like adding all the little detail. And he looks over and he's created this beautiful model and I haven't touched anything. And then he puts it in my room and he goes, all right, don't touch this. I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. I haven't been able to touch it from the beginning. It's not a toy. <laughs> yeah. And so I think about that all my all the time. Actually, when I graduated from art school, my dad bought me that model again. And he was like, oh. here you go. Now you can build it on your own. <laughs> That's amazing. And I thought that, that was that was pretty cool. And so I've held on to it until the boys are old enough. So yeah, they can watch it. you build it. So they can watch me build it. Yeah, but I'm gonna fuck it all up and paint it all like <laughs> pink or something. But um, so we got into models because of that. This model's been sitting in their closet and Xander's like, what is this? And then our Billy from the show, his, he's really into building those Gundam models, the uh, Japanese snap together models. And so now our kids are building. Actually, Nico's upstairs right now, probably tinkering uh, with one. All that stuff is so great. Like to that hand eye coordination and everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anything it, they get like focused on. I think it's like, right so good for their brain yeah because the only other time they get focused like that is in front of the tv or a video game so the brain they're focused and the brain is off (laughs) right right um but i do find myself having like they're like i want to build a gundam and i go oh do you want me to build a gundam or do you want to build the gundam because easily it's like oh this doesn't fit together and then they're just I'm just like part of the assembly line that they just hand <laughs> things to. But at the same time, I don't mind it, you know? Yeah, just totally. kind of zone I mean, out. I think too with like being home with her all day, you know, back in March when it started, it was just like, I don't know what to be doing. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Right. And then it was just kind of like, we got, we had a schedule, but then we kind of got off of using the schedule. And then it was just like, just got to get through the day. Just got to get through the day. Just got to get through the day. And then when we were going to be able to open the shop up again in June, we were like moving towards that. I was just like, Oh, this has been an amazing opportunity to be home to spend all this time with my kid that I wouldn't normally get. Like I need to be taking advantage of it. And so then I kind of like got, got behind it again. And then um, we reopened, we eventually put her back into daycare and then we took her out again. So she's been out for a while. And she's out, mm. out right now. Um, and yeah, just trying to make the, make the best of it, you know, like enjoy this time together. So it's finding those art projects or we've been baking a lot. Ah. Um, another one of those things where there are certain things that she can help with, but then there's like mm-hmm. certain things that she can't help with. And then it's like, I get frustrated and it's like, it's much easier for me to make these cookies if she just leaves the room and I can get it done. But then it's like, but that's not the point. And right. Right. Calm myself and just calm myself. I get frustrated and I can like feel my body temperature rising. And I, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, share with me. What do you do in those moments? Cause that happens to me so much. And I feel like half the time I make good decisions and I like release that feeling correctly. And then the other time it's like, not the right way and then i just i'm like yelling and screaming get upset she i mean she can at this point any 
different tone of voice that I use, whether I'm being sarcastic or exhausted or angry, she picks up on it immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like she's not missing any of those cues. Right. And so I have to not do that. I have a tendency to get very sarcastic when we're doing things and I'm getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I need to not do that. Um, she's just like, why is your voice like that? <laughs> like, uh. um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I get frustrated and kind of, you know, she can tell and I get, I don't wouldn't say that I yell at her, but it's a, a different tone of voice that is yeah, essentially yelling. And yeah, like, right. Um, I don't know. I just can't think of a better word for it. Um, but I mean, what I try and do is just like, I mean, I, I was reading a book recently and it's not that applicable, except he just mentioned when he was a kid, he lived with his grandma and he just said that her grandma just had infinite patience for him. And I was just like, yes, that's, that's what you need. You just have to have infinite patience. You know what I mean? Cause they're not necessarily doing anything wrong. They just don't know what to do or like they're, they get frustrated easy. And so it's just like, so that's my goal is infinite patience. I, I, I don't achieve it, but um, things that help me with it are just kind of like, I mean, the first thing is like learning to be aware of it in those moments. Mm-hmm recognize what you're doing the earlier you can catch it the better right and then um some deep breaths maybe it's like hey just give me hey i gotta do something just leave the room for five minutes you know take a time out yeah Uh, she gets it and uh right because that's what we teach them right we teach them hey you're a little upset take a little time out time out yeah so i I do that too i just kind of step away um it's easier if liz is around and she can just kind of be like you want to take a, take a break? <laughs> right. like, Do you guys find yourself doing a lot of good cop, bad cop, or maybe that's not the right way, but like when you are really kind of like, Oh, so mad. Do you find that Liz is much more like, Oh, yeah. oh come here. Like you guys yeah. can balance if each other. Both, out. If we're both around and available for sure. And like, yeah. that's really like, especially when Juliet was a baby, it was really instructive because we were both around like at night and it would happen both ways where like, I mean, I remember one specific time where I was in the next room and Liz was with Jules getting ready for bed. And I distinctly heard like three moments in their getting ready for bed where Liz like escalated it like three times where like she could have just done something else very easy that would have kind of circumvented the whole thing. And it's like, when you're in the moment, you, you, you don't see those a lot of time. You don't hear those moments, right. but like in the next room, just listening, I was just like one, two, two, like, you know, they were just like so obvious. And then it's just kind of finding out a way to communicate with your partner without accusing or like try, you know, it's being like, Hey, this is what I heard. And I feel like this kind of thing would be good. The other, the advantage that I have is that Liz um, works in early childhood development that's her specialty. And uh, for anyone that's thinking of having a baby, I definitely recommend having a baby with someone <laughs> who specializes in early childhood development. Because I can't imagine, like, because, like, I mean, when she was a baby, it was like every 20 minutes. I was like, is this normal? Is this normal? Is this normal? Is this totally right. normal? So it's just having someone right there in the room with you to be like, that's totally normal. She's doing great. This is normal. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. And things like that. She just reads a lot of, um, follows people on Instagram that talk about like 
how to get your kid to eat different things and how you should approach that and like how how to approach what expectations you can have of a five-year-old as far as like asking them to do things how to ask them to do it and like that's an unreasonable thing to ask a five-year-old to do there's no way it's going to do that so screaming and yelling at them about it is not going to help and that's i get to this point where i'm just like no there needs to be a consequence to this and Mm -hmm. like i'm putting my foot down and I think nine times out of 10 or maybe 10 times out of 10, that's, that's the wrong move, you know, <laughs> not helping them. It's not solving the problem. It's not helping you. Um, but I think that, I think that's like a generational thing that like our parents are probably even more. So it's probably like fading, fading away now. Like the next generation will be like super chill available parents. Whereas I think like older generations were, more strict and less available, you know? Yeah. I wonder if they were more strict because like the chance of death was always looming around the corner, you know, like if you don't listen to me, when I yell for you, you're going to get ran over by a wagon. Like (laughs) get the fuck over here where now it's like, there's a lot more safety. Kids survive a lot easier. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are some good points. I do find myself, um, I'll be really mad at the kids and then I'll realize that I'm asking them to do something that is way out of their pay grade. And then I go, and why can't you be 35 and know how to do this? You know, it's like, of course they don't know how to do this. They've never done this before, you know, and I'm expecting them to just like pick it up and go. Yeah. I just told you, don't do it. Right. Oh man. Good lessons to be learned. Um, so, uh, with teaching creativity or like that at home, do you have a desire for your child to be a creative in her life? Or where do you think you like everyone kind of was like, Ooh, I think my kid's going to be this. What do you see? Yeah. It's, Oh, it's a, I think about it all the time. I mean, I don't want to, you know, apply pressure in any direction. Uh, and whether or not she's like a professional creative person, uh, you know, whatever she prefers. But I think that having um, creative outlet, being creative in some respect, like outside of your work, I think is a, a gift. You know, like I think some people just don't, mm-hmm. they've never done it and they, they don't know how to do it. And so it's not something that they do. And right. so like, I think what, what I, what I want for her is one, just like see all these options. You can do any of these things, you know, mm-hmm. creative or not. Um, and you all you have to do is decide that you're going to do it and then start doing it. And you start out, you're not really good and you do it more and you get better. Like to me, that's like, <laughs> that's everything. Like you mm-hmm. can start at any point, the longer you do something, the better you get. So if you want to be good at something, start now. Um, right. that so much doesn't work for a five-year-old, but I, for, for right now, it's just kind of like, here are different kinds of instruments, you know, do you want to play any of these? Here are mm-hmm. some different sports. Like, let's try some out. Let's go skiing. Let's go sledding. Let's go ride your bike around. Let's go take the scooter out. Let's sign up for soccer. Let's sign just like, just kind of like, I just want to introduce her to everything and then something will stick. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> you know, imagine and um but i mean specifically creativity i think just kind of like 
giving her the experience that as an adult will allow her to express herself creatively for fun. I think having that is like the best. And if it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, that can be, yeah, be life-saving, right? I think so. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but if she, I mean, like Liz has like creative impulses, but she, her, I think her brain is more scientific and like her parents are always pushing her to be like uh, like a neuro like a surgeon or something and she had a when she was going to uh medical school one of her professors like told us his parents that like she would be good at like neurosurgery and like her parents were just like do that do that you know yeah yeah <laughs> but that wasn't her thing she's a pediatric physical therapist and she works with um special needs kids from birth to three years old so it's pretty, oh. pretty specific and it's within a school district in Washington. And um, so it's a lot of people who don't have access otherwise, like through the school system, they have access to Liz's program that Liz works in. Is that similar to occupational therapy? Yeah, they work. They work. I mean, it's different. They have different focuses, but they work side by side. For okay. Sure. And, it's, and it's I'm sure it's all like it's all like play based in the same kind of way or is it? Yeah. A lot of the time it is. And it's just kind of like, you know, a lot of it, the majority of it is probably just like developmental delays and it's right. just kind of like getting kids to catch up. So everything, you know, there are kids with worse prognoses and kids that pass away. Like some of her kids like that mm. are just medically fragile and that stuff is really difficult to deal with. Oh, um, I'm sure. Man, that could be a great show topic too. Like how being a parent and being in that world, like how do you, how do you turn it? Like you don't turn it off, but how can you, how do you separate yourself yeah. when it's pretty freaky sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. You do, and at the same time, you also just feel so thankful. Right. Well, you're not dealing with this in that right. way, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, it's something she didn't, she didn't, go to school specifically for that she just went to school the physical became a doctor of physical therapy um and she kind of like kind of came into that job kind of from an angle but suddenly she's got a knack for it she's really good at it yeah uh, as far as far as i can tell i mean i don't go to work with her but uh cool yeah that's i mean i know liz and i know that she is definitely one that's a hard worker and like yeah does her things correctly and i'm sure she's great at her job yeah definitely that's cool so um how old are you gonna wait till you you, you tattoo your daughter we've had this conversation i think before but i forget what you said yeah i mean i mean i'm not gonna tattoo her before it's legal you know so 18 would be oh you wouldn't you, no, you would you would wait yeah i would definitely Even if wait. she's like if she's like 15 and she's like dad and she's got like a super rad design or idea that she wants, she's like, dad, let's do this. I'm ready. Nope. No, I mean, cause I mean, I mean, obviously that's a hypothetical, but like, right. No 15 year old is coming in with a good idea. Dude, damn right. You're damn right. If I got all the tattoos that I wanted when I was 15, I, oh man. Maybe when they're like seven, eight, nine, and I would say, well, I'm not going to say that because I'm probably not supposed to say that anymore, but (laughs) seven, eight, nine, probably come up with really good ideas. (laughs) Tigers and snakes and dragons and all that stuff. Uh, But then once they get up into like 
10, 11, 12, then it's, it's just not going to be good. It's going to be like notebook doodle types and the teenage forget about it. It's going to be the worst. Yeah. And then, I mean, 18 is almost like too young. <laughs> and you know what? You are right. Because I like, I remember like having the ideas for tattoos that I'm so glad I never followed up on. Well, that's what you I mean. Like everyone oof. can probably budget too, probably, but like you get your worst tattoos when you're young. Yeah. You know, and then like a few years in, you figure it out and it's like, ah, but your arms are full of garbage and <laughs> for all the tattoos are on your thighs and no one ever gets to see them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so true. So true. I want to come get tattooed by you again soon, man. We're almost done with the sleeve. But after, after I'm back in there, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When do you think you're going to go back? Are you just watching numbers? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I emailed all my clients and said a month, which would put it at um, the 22nd. Okay. Um, and I think I'll probably, if, if not sooner, but I, just, I didn't want to keep, I didn't want to say like two weeks. And then after two weeks, you're like, that's oh, going to be another two weeks. Like, I didn't want that. Right. Kind of thing. I said a month, it's probably good. Um, I did, I just got Liz is in healthcare. She got her first dose a week or two ago. Cool. Uh, I got first dose um, a couple days ago, two days ago. Now, did you get it because of Liz? No, I, have a friend, I, I don't like I, a friend sent me a link huh. and, and it was, I think it was this place that had a clinic set up and they had been given a certain amount of vaccines and their huh. people like scheduled all of their vaccines and then they had more to distribute. And so it was a, it was a, a link that got forwarded to me and huh. I picked the, I picked the time and I went and got it and, do you have the same access to the second shot or do you have to like find out I how you so. do it? It looks like if I keep clicking on that link, like it, it cause it's, it's, it's basically, it was like when I clicked on, it, it was like, here are available appointments in the next three days. Like it's not like, mm -hmm. so that's why I think it was like stuff that was kind of like leftover or like extra. Yeah. And they're just like, we need to get this in people. Um, and so I think I'll use that same link. I'm kind of a little unclear about it. But you're catching the, uh, the the Nike samples. You're getting the the, exactly. the floor models. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, honestly, I like, I felt a little like when I got the link, I was like, is like, am, is this something I'm supposed to have or not supposed to have? It's unclear to me. Right. Um, I read everything thoroughly. I answered everything honestly, and I, I did later notice that there were different things you could click on. So there were, there was, I noticed later a section you could click on that was for appointments for 1A people, people who were classified 1A. Mm -hmm. And I went, I clicked on a thing that was not 1A. So I don't think I jumped the line or stole. Oh no. Yeah. It, didn't, it doesn't sound like you were like, Oh, I and like, you know, it's just like you keep hearing that they're throwing vaccines out because there aren't people available or people don't want to get like, so it's just like, I, I talked to some people I know, like in healthcare, and they're just like, if you can get it, get it. Like, get it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. How did you feel afterwards? Do you mind sharing? Like side effect wise? Yeah. Um, like only like a tiny amount of soreness, like right at the injection spot. Like mm -hmm. I didn't feel any tiredness or worn out. Liz did like her first, I think the day after she got it, she kind of felt like she had a cold or something. She kind of just mm -hmm. laid around took it easy. Um, but Do you know if you got the same vaccine from the same maker? 
We both got the Moderna vaccine. Oh, okay. Moderna, Moderna. Well, that's cool. That's good to hear. I think that's every, you know, that's everyone's biggest fear. I mean, that's mine is like, man, this thing got pushed through so fast. Yeah. It, it, but it's just, you know, so I'm, it's like a little bit on edge that I'm like, all right, so how did you feel? You know, like, yeah. you know, like I, I mean, feel like. To me, it's like the alternative is something that's killing thousands of people every day. Yeah. <laughs> then like not a single person that took the vaccine in the trials was hospitalized or died. So yeah. it's pretty, that's like 70,000 people among the different uh, vaccine trials with no hospitalizations. Yeah. And 95% um, yeah. positive or like uh, it works 95% of the time. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I get the second dose before they decide to, Stop giving second doses, which I was reading about yesterday. Why would they stop giving second doses? Well, they just want to focus on getting as many people as possible the first dose so that you have, because you get some amount of protection from one dose. Oh, okay. And, but they didn't study that. So they don't know really. I think they said the, I think they said the Pfizer BioNTech one is like a 52%. Hmm. So they're like, well, if we get, you know, all these people, 52%, that's better than half as many people with 90%, which I guess, you know, especially with, you know, it's all, they're trying to beat these new variants that are coming out. And right. So I don't know, but I would like to have my double. <laughs> double yeah, no joke. It, it, someone told me today that it's only good for a year. Is that true? Uh, I think that's like their estimate of what they expect. They don't really know exactly, but. I think that's like, I think it's probably like the new flu shot. People, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm just reading things. Trying you to just stayed stuff. at a Holiday Inn last night. That's all. Was that, <laughs> that old commercial? No expert. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Well, Jeff, uh, why don't you share a little bit with our viewers where they can find you on social media? Um, shout out your shop. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, shop. Uh, the shop is called Tattoo Smile. It's in Lads Edition, which is a beautiful neighborhood in Southeast Portland. Um, really easy to get in and out of. <laughs> you can get in, but you can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone isn't familiar with it, look it up on a map. It's crazy. Um, it's kind of like a sort of a, a maze, a labyrinth. Um, but it's a yeah. beautiful, it's a residential neighborhood, and the only commercial building is right in the middle, facing a little park. And it's us, a uh, coffee shop called Paleo, um, some web or graphic design office. And there's a salon, which unfortunately just closed. Oh, bummer. I don't think it was strictly COVID related. So anyway, Tattoo Smile, uh, TattooSmilePDX.com online, Tattoo Smile PDX on Instagram. Um, you can find me at Jeff P. Does, D-O-E-S, on Instagram. Uh, that's my tattoo work. My painting work is at Jeff File Art. Uh, my last name, File. So it's J-E-F-F-P-F-E-I-L Art. Uh, Man, your last name for like the longest time, I, w I just like was so embarrassed to try to pronounce it because I didn't know. And I was like piffle. And I was like, no, nah, that can't be right. And I, I, we, we gave uh, we have Juliet Liz's last name, Costa. Okay. My last name is a middle name. So she like, she has it with her, but she doesn't have to deal with it. You can speak. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, just go by Jeff B. She can be Juliette B. Yeah, we don't have to deal with it. But yeah, find me on there. Um, come get tattooed, buy a painting, say hi, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to come get tattooed again and uh, get some of your paintings up on the wall. Any new bugs you're going to explore? I don't know yet. I do start like figuring out some new paintings. Like I've got an iPad now, which I think will streamline my pre-production for paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, before I was just like back and forth between pen and paper and scanning and Photoshop and Illustrator and printing it out and transferring it. So now I think I can do a lot of that on the iPad and then just uh, maybe even just project it from the iPad to the canvas to trace it out. Man, interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what that changes to your work. I mean, like every yeah. time you add a new step <laughs> to your process, things evolve. I mean, yeah, from totally. where I first met you to where you are now is like night and day, but those they're kind of coming back to each other. It's it's really cool to watch. Yeah, paintings are a lot more fun now. Those old paintings were very stressful and frustrating. And uh yeah, there's so much detail. I mean, yeah. it was yeah, beautiful, was, but um, to impress people. Right. Look how good I can paint. Look, you look, look I can do this. this. Look at this. Like right. you wouldn't bother doing this much detail. You wouldn't bother doing it. You know. Right. I, I mean, I do like that sometimes, but I just didn't enjoy, I mean, I like that in other people's work, like something that the, uh, the act of doing it is just so impressive. The amount of focus or, or skill involved um, is, I find impressive and I like, but yeah. at the same time, um, I wasn't enjoying doing it. I also love people's paintings that are very loose and energetic. And uh, that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of what my paintings are about now. The last ones I was doing are kind of my struggle between feeling that rendering something more realistically is somehow more valid than something abstract, but being really attracted to the abstract, but struggling with, um, feeling like it's worthwhile for other people. Like, is this, mm. um, and kind of like, just kind of, so a lot of my paintings have a combination of the two and are drifting more towards more abstract things, but I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's all, it's tough to find out what, what they're about and what is, uh, what makes them worth something being looked at, you know? Uh, yeah. There was, well, for me right now, your shapes and colors like are just so beautiful. And hearing you kind of talk about that, that, that kind of like that struggle of what's too much and what's too little, like you can kind of, I mean, it's, it's there, it's obvious in the painting. There's like some moments that are super straight lines. And then there's just like this super abstract shape. That's like, the main focus. And I think that adding those tiny little little bits of detail to super loose movements, like I'm just like, Oh, this is so good. It's just like, they make me just feel good. When I'm making it is like, I think I put some of those other things in there too. So there's like a big gestural thing. And it's almost like to me, that should be the painting, but let me just put this little thing over here, just so you know, I can do this too. Right. Like, like I, it's not like I can only do this big gestural stuff. I can also be precise and accurate. Um, because for, that's like in my brain, I just like, if I just do this, anyone could do that. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? 
<laughs> right. Just anyone could do that. Yeah, right. But yeah. But also I can do this too. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's part of us as artists is like, we're always really critical of the work that we make. Right. So at least for me, my inner critic, like as soon as I make something, I'm like, man, this is really cool. And then I look at it two seconds later and then I hear my inner critic is like, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. on Instagram did something that was way cooler than that, you know? And then it's like, oh. yeah. And it's bitter hard. and, uh, all those things. Um, well, yeah, I agree. Uh, you have to, you have to be your, your hardest critic. You can't, I mean, you should show your things and listen to what people have to say. Hopefully they're thoughtful, intelligent people that right. can reflect something useful to you. But most people, your friends, they, they love, they see your pain and they're reacting. Honestly, they love it. But what do they know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like, they're just stoked that you're doing something. Um, I mean, well, my friends love it. I must be good. Yeah. But I always, I'm always like, well, did you go to art school? <laughs> That's like always my question is like, well, what's your, like your credentials to be like telling me that this is no, good. Like history, very little. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Tell me about your, your favorite, your top five favorite artists right now. Uh, cool. Well, Hey Jeff, it's been great chatting with you, dude. Thanks for taking yeah, the time today. Thanks for having me. I really me. appreciate it. Um, I think you are an amazing father and I really look up to you and I enjoy these conversations. And I always learn so much from you. So thank you very much. Appreciate Likewise. it. Thank you. It's good seeing you. And uh, go follow Jeff. Go get tattooed by Jeff. You won't, uh, you won't regret it. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. All right. What a great conversation with Jeff. I really love that dude. Um, he and I have known each other since 2011, 2012, something like that. And um, he's been tattooing me since then. And we've been having fun conversations like this since then. He's a good dude. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's get some emails in. All right. Oh, we got an Instagram. We finally did it. So go uh, give us a follow to not so rad dads that is the number two n-o-t-s-o-r-a-d-d-a-d-s at instagram and um we should have some images of billy's toe surgery up there soon and um so go check those out send them uh get well messages to all the patrons out there if you wouldn't mind kicking in a little extra this month that'd be awesome we really want to get billy this new toe ring he's had his eye on for a while it's got dolphins and it's really super hip and chic and it's going to look great on him um when he's all healed up so please send a little extra and um i'll get some shots of the dolphin ring up there so everyone knows what we're striving for Remember to send us your nudes and your questions at two not so rad dads at gmail.com. We will read your nudes live on the air. And so get them in and also try to write us a nice review. We've had several negative ones pop up and we're really trying to strive for that three-star rating. So we need some to kind of boost us up there. Um, thanks for listening. I apologize for today's audio quality. I had to record from my home that doesn't have, the luxury of Billy's studio, but you know what? I think he still enjoyed it. So with that, I say peace.